And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a detective adventure with Boston Blackie, starring Dick Kalmar from 1946. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs, and a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Mark and I will try to name that Madonna tune. Right, Lisa? That's right. Where did you come up with Quintessential? Quintessential. Wow, good one. Yeah. Um, hi, Guy Mark. Wolf sent it to me. Oh, one of good. our listeners. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Hello, Carl. Hey, Lisa. Hey, How Mark. Great, great. Glad you're with us. I know you're from Illinois, and uh, we're glad that you're on the phone with yeah, us. Yeah, you know anything about Madonna songs? Because I don't. Uh, I heard you say that, and my heart dropped. Uh, for some of the oldies. So we'll That's see. right. I'm going to go with that. But I have something to play for you guys first real okay. quickly. Here you go. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Who's that? Happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day, all you rebel hearts. Happy Valentine's Day to you. You. That is Madonna. It is Madonna. It is. Really? Yep. Whoa. Yeah, wow. I thought I'd get you in the Madonna mood here. Huh. Did it work? She didn't sound in tune. Well, to me. she had. I could have done it in. You could have done more, it better. More in tune, I think, Mark. <laughs> I'm sure you could. I but think so, Carl. This was acapella. Thanks, Mark. This is I like Mark. <laughs> I like Mark. <laughs> all right, now we're all in Madonna mode. The first Madonna song goes back to 1984. Shout it out when you know the title. Okay. Material Girl. Yes. What is it? <laughs> Material Girl. All right, Mark. That was fast. That's from her album, Like a Virgin. Gosh, when she burst on the scene, oh, it boy. was like, who is this person, right? She, she said, took- Madonna said she regrets recording Material Girl as the title because it became a nickname for her in the media, yeah. and that's not what she wants to be known as. Right. Because she's not about material, I right? don't know. Couldn't say. The right, cause I'm living in a material world, and I am a material Well, you got that boy. line down. <laughs> All right, Mark's up. Mark All right. Up. He's up. One zip. There we go. Here's the next one, 1986. Papa Don't Preach. Yes. Ooh, got one. Ooh. Papa Don't Preach from the album Papa True Blue. A little controversial here. I'm not a baby. Have you ever heard the lyrics? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So we're all right. Uh, we're tied up. up. We're tied up here. Here we go. Next Madonna song, 1983. 
Borderline. Borderline is... Borderline. You got it. Wow, Mark. Uh-oh. That was from her uh-huh, debut... you're leaving me in the dust. I know, uh-huh. right? This is from her debut album, Borderline. Madonna. Wow. This was her first top ten hit. I mean, I like Madonna. I mean... Yeah. I've always liked her music. I mean, these are, you know, all from pretty much the 80s. Uh, almost 1990 here, too. Like you, I wasn't even born back then. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm okay. up. I'm up two to one here, Mark. Two to one. All, All right. right, let's go, Mark. 1983. I don't know. What is this? I don't know. I can't think of it. Is it Starlight? It's not. Starlight. <laughs> Do you know it, Mark? I don't. This is Lucky Star. Oh, Lucky Star. There it is. Yeah. This is for her album Madonna, also 1983. She was great, man. Tell you what, she certainly forget. has her own style. You, you forget how many hits she had. Oh, I mean, so many. She had zillions of hits. Zillions. How many is that exactly? It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> zillions. She had zillions That's of hits. more than billions. Yeah, Got zillions it. is a lot. <laughs> All right. Does that one go to the uh, caller because it was the draw? Uh, well, it's okay. You'll get the next one. I'm going to uh, vote for you on the next right, one, Mark. It's two to one. But next you're, one. Don't ni- worry. You're going to win, Mark. I ni- stink at this game. <laughs> 1985. Come on, Mark. I'm rooting for you. Oh man, I know this one. Um Crazy for you? Is it crazy for you? Yes. Oh Mark. Uh-oh. Carl, you're you're great. My you're God. Great. <laughs> I, I can't believe I even remembered that. This was recorded by Madonna for the film Vision Crazy Quest for you. In nineteen eighty five. And her Vision first Grammy Quest. Award nomination. Do you know anything about that movie? Yeah, it's a, like a wrestling movie. Vision Quest. They were wrestling. They were wrestling it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. See, it's and it's slow, and I still knew it. That's not crazy. that slow. It's upbeat. It's upbeat. Kind of romantic too, Carl. This is so not a you song. Who sings better, me or Madonna? I, 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 I don't know what to say. I'm going with Lisa on that one. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right, here's the final song. Uh-oh, final song. Right. Mark, I need your, you need you to get this one. Ready? Here we go, 1990. Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's mm. get to it. Strike a pose, there's nothing to it. Vogue. Vogue. Oh, that was Vogue. it. Vogue, Vogue, Vogue. That was it. From her album, Vogue. I'm Breathless, 1990. Remember the music video for this? Yeah. Yeah. So. Really iconic. You know, and she says, and I'm Breathless, and she played Breathless Mahoney in the Dick Tracy oh, movie. That's funny. Did you never, ever yeah, think of I that? I never put that together. Yeah, no, I but, just did now. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I must have. Taking yeah. my Prevagen or yeah. had a nap. I can or see something. like ding, ding, ding in your brain. Gosh, I'm like it's, on. Yeah, you really are, Mark, Carl. For once, I'm on. <laughs> Mark, he doesn't usually win, but you're still the oh, winner man. here. I'm not sure what I'm on, but I'm on something. <laughs> we don't want to know too much information, but you know what? No matter what happens, 
Mark, you're the winner because you're yep. the caller, and yeah. so you are always Great. the winner. Well, thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks I'm going to send you go out with at least one. Right. That's right. I'm going to send you a four CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. Uh, I think you'll love it. Okay, Mark. Great. Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for Keep calling. Thank you very much for calling. When we come back, my favorite radio show, Boston Blackie. You're going to love it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Yeah, Lisa just got back from New York today, huh? I, I did, just moments ago, actually. Yeah. Yes. yeah. How was it? It was great. It was Is very cold. Is it still cold. there? It's still there, but it's yeah. very, very cold. Still uh, bordering the uh, Atlantic Ocean there and all that? It's, you know, all the way over on the East Coast. Did now. you land at LaGuardia? Or I did. Did you? Always. Yeah. The Big Apple, huh? Yeah, had a lot of fun. You were fun. out there for like two days? Two days. Flew there, flew back? I, I, day Your and a half, jet? honestly. Your private jet? Well, that's what makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, it makes sure. it easier. She just picks up just and goes whenever. Any old time. Yeah, it's nice. Hour and a half later. Can I borrow that sometime? Would you mm-hmm. ever let me? It would cost a lot of money for Would you, you ever let me that. just borrow The fuel charges alone just, are just more than way up, I could pay huh? for you. <laughs> <laughs> they've gone way up. I mean, I here I am driving a 74 Nova without any... <laughs> Without any uh, floor, and she has two <laughs> private jets, and she won't even let me use one of them. I really, I can only use one of them. The other one's not accessible to me. Oh, why? Yeah, it's just, it's not for me. Just, just the one. Just, oh, really? The other just one not is the one. not your, not your. <laughs> can't use that one because <laughs> no. that's the jumbo, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that one. No, huh? Uh, you're not gonna ever let me borrow that thing. Um, you could come with me sometime. So, I mean, right. if you pay, of course. I gotta pay. <laughs> 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 Gotta uh, pay for your fair must share. Be nice, you must know? be nice, you know. Gosh, it must be nice to be Lisa <laughs> Wolf. <be> nice. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm driving a '74 Nova, and she well, just takes you her could get that fixed. Whenever Didn't she one wants. of the listeners mentioned yes, that there's listeners something that you can do to fix the boards or something. She said I can weld the uh, you can weld. Hire something a welder. Quick. I don't know how to weld, but is that right? <laughs> I can hire a welder. She said. I thought you could do it. Maybe Bubble Bath can do it. Mike, could you weld it for I me? I do not know Mike's how to weld. Mike's handy. No. And if you're wondering why we call him Bubble Bath, is because uh, he takes a lot of bubble baths, and he cleans these these discs in the bubble bath. Mr. Bubble. With Mr. Bubble. So right. I call him, I nicknamed him Mike Bubble Bath Costello, because I'll call him, and he, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm cleaning these classic radio shows, you know, the discs in while I'm taking a bubble bath. I, can't, I have to do two things at once. Like, right, you give me right. so, There's much no much to, time. <laughs> so much to do that I, I have to do two things at I once. I hope you pay for his supply of... Mr. Bubble. He's got cases okay. of, from Costco. <laughs> like my room of wine is Mike's Mr. Bubble. <laughs> from Costco he gets it. Yeah. You know what I'm watching and really liking it? No. It's just started. What? And it reminded me when I said Costco is um, uh, <laughs> you Modern of... Family. I oh. started with season one. I'm what? watching. I mean, I watched it while it was on live. I'm watching season one. That's because w- you like Julie Bowen. <laughs> uh, no, I like them all. I like everybody on there. Yeah, it's a great show. And it's fun. Um, and so the um, I'm watching it on Peacock. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they do reruns. It's really good. All right. Well, Boston Blackie time. My favorite detective character, Dick Kalmar, played Boston Blackie on radio. First, though, Chester Morris, who was playing Boston Blackie in the movies, um, played um, Blackie on radio just for a summer season. Then Dick Kalmar come, came aboard and did a terrific job. We have a broadcast for you now 
from October 1st, 1946. Here's part one of Boston Blackie. Found it, Larry. Found it. You're not kidding, Bill. Are you sure? Positive. Don't get so excited you stop pumping air to me down here. Keep your helmet on. I'll keep pumping. You sure it's the sunken ship we're looking for? We were looking for the Argus, weren't we? Yeah, but make sure it has the gold in it before we get too excited. Okay. <clears throat> Give me a little more line. Yeah. There's a big gap in her side I can look into and see right into the hold. Okay, but be careful. Don't get caught in the current and lose your footing. Just keep my lines tight, and I won't. Keep pumping air. I'll pump you enough air for a month if you find that gold. Just enough for now, I'll do. Uh, Well, Bill, what goes? You see anything yet? See anything? I can see everything. Larry, there's more gold here than I thought was in the whole world. You found it, huh? I sure did, Larry. We're rich. (laughs) You mean I'm rich. What are you talking about? You'll know in a minute. Pull on your tow line. Huh? Pull on it, Bill. Okay, but... Hey, Larry, it's loose. Sure, <laughs> I cut it loose. What's your idea? What? And here goes your airline, too, Bill. I'm cutting that. No, Larry, don't. No, no, you can't. You can't. I can't, huh? I already have. Oh, Larry, don't. I'm pulling out of here, but fast. As soon as I cut this phone line. Oh, Larry. So long, Bill, old pal. Larry. And now, on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. I know just how you feel, Sarah. Your brother was a swell guy. And believe me, there was nothing I could do to save him. I'm sure there wasn't, Larry. Honest, there wasn't. I was pumping air to Bill when all of a sudden the phone went dead. Then I saw bubbles on the water, and when I pulled on the tow line, it was limp. Something underwater must have cut the lines. Yeah, I'm afraid that's what it was. Sarah, I want you to remember that Bill and I were partners. And Bill's death doesn't dissolve that partnership. You're in if I ever find that gold. No, I I wouldn't want it. It'd remind me too much of Bill. I think you'd better go now, Larry. I think I... I'd rather be alone right now. Yeah, sure, sure. Anything you say. Uh, well, uh, so long, Sarah. And I'm sorry. It's all right. Bye, Larry. Hey, goodbye. Bye, Larry. I'll be seeing you. Yeah, sure, sure, kid. So long. <laughs> what are you bawling about, sis? Bill. Yeah, me all right. Came in the back way so nobody would see me. Thanks for feeling so miserable when Larry told you I was dead. It's very complimentary. Bill, it, it really is you. You're alive. Yeah, I sure am, sis. And that was some story Larry told you about how I died. He thought you did die. What happened? What happened? Larry tried to kill me, and I'm alive now only because I'm a smart diver. I'm going to be just a smarter killer. Bill, don't talk like that. Why not? As far as anybody knows, I'm dead. So I'm going to kill the guy who tried to kill me. And I'm going to get away with it, too.
Yes? Boston Blackie? Yes, again. May I come in? Yes, with a capital, why not? Thank you. Blackie, I... Uh, Don't tell me. You're in trouble. Or you know someone who's in trouble, and you've come to me for help. Yes, Blackie. It's my brother. Well, what's he done? Swindled, embezzled, or murdered? He hasn't done anything yet. But he's going to kill a man. He is? When? As soon as he finds him. And he's going to get away with it, too. That's a popular misconception, Miss... Uh, Miss... uh... Bronson. Sarah Bronson. My brother's name is Bill. Bill Bronson the diver? Yes. Oh, now, wait a minute, Miss Bronson. Your brother died this morning. I heard it over the radio not an hour ago. My brother's very much alive, Blackie. And it's because everyone thinks he's dead that he thinks he can get away with murder. Well, I have a hunch he's right, up to a point. Who was he going to kill? Larry Matthews, his partner. That wasn't an accident under the water this morning. Larry tried to kill Bill by cutting his line. Uh-huh. So Bill wants to stay dead and get his revenge. I think you'd better go to the police, Miss Bronson. No, I don't dare. Why not? Bill's gone almost crazy after that experience this morning. He said he'd kill me if I went to the police. But he didn't say anything about going to you. I see. Well, I'll see what I can do for you. Whatever it is, you'll have to do it fast. Bill is... Excuse me. Hello. Hello, Blackie. This is Charlie Kingston. Oh, hello, Charlie. I'll call you back oh, in just a minute. Nothing I... serious, Blackie. I'm just keeping a promise I made to you. What promise? You know about never jumping into a new business deal without telling you what I've done. Well, uh, tell me about this one some other time, Charlie, will you? I've got to keep a man named Larry Matthews from being killed. Did you say Larry Matthews? Yes. He's going to be killed. Good heavens, no. I, I won't have anyone murdered in any of my offices. What? He's downtown in my manager's office right now, and they just closed a deal for $100,000. What kind of a deal? A salvage job. I bought half interest in $2 million worth of gold, Matthews and Bronson, that dead diver found. I saw the chart myself. Look, Charlie, phone your manager and tell him to hold Matthews there. Bronson isn't dead. Matthews tried to kill him, and now the diver's out to kill Matthews. What? But I don't understand. Never mind what you don't understand. Phone your manager, tell him the whole story, and tell him to hold Matthews there. I'll get there myself as soon as I can. So that's what the score is, Mr. Matthews. We're... Oh, excuse me. Uh, Sure, Mr. Walton. Walton speaking. Oh, Henry, this is Charlie Kingston. Oh, yes, Mr. Kingston. Look, is Larry Matthews there? Yes, he is. Good. Keep him there. And don't let him leave your office under any circumstances. Uh, What's the matter? His life is in danger. Somebody's looking for him to kill him. Boston Black, he'll be down there in a few minutes to take over. Now wait for him. All right, but I don't understand. Don't try. Wait till Blackie comes and then get that chart from Matthews. I want that chart. Don't worry, Mr. Kingston. I'll get it for you. Bye. Goodbye. Anything wrong, Mr. Waltham? You look a little pale. Nothing much is wrong, I hope, Mr. Matthews. That was my boss, Mr. Kingston. He wants me to keep you here in my office until Boston Blackie gets here. Why? Why? Because your life is in danger. Huh? Mr. Matthews, do you know of anyone who's trying to kill you? No. No one in particular. (laughs) But I'm not surprised my life's in danger. Yours would be, too, if you owned something as valuable as that chart of mine. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Well, we'll own it soon. Mr. Kingston asked me to be sure to get it from you. Well, you've given me your check. Come on down to my house at the waterfront and I'll give you the check. Mr. Matthews, I can't let you leave this office. Mr. Kingston's orders. Well, if you want that chart, you'll come and get it now. I want to close this deal and get rid of that chart. Aren't you afraid to go out on the street? (laughs) I'll take my chances. I got a gun right here, see? Come on, I want to get this deal over with. All right, I'm going with you. Just a minute. Hey, what are you taking out of that drawer? My gun, Mr. Matthews. If you're in danger, I'm in danger too.
Here's my house. Wait till I unlock the door, Walton. Sure. Well, so far, so good. We haven't seen anyone who even looked as if he wanted to kill you. <laughs> that doesn't make me a bit unhappy. Now, come on in. Oh, wait, I'll turn on the light. There. Now, come on in. I'll get you the chai. Okay. I never had enough money for a safe, so I always uh, hit anything valuable under the floor. I see. Uh, this loose board here is uh, my safety deposit vault. Here. Here's your chart right here. I'll see if they can get any anything else now. Uh, what's the idea? Turn out the light. Dirty double crosser, Waltham. You, you got me, but maybe one of my bullets got you, too. I don't think so, Lisa. I don't think that bullet got him. I really don't. Oh, <sighs> you don't think so? I don't so. think so. Looks like you're hurting oh. there. <sighs> That's your bad guy voice. <sighs> That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, what do you think of that? Oh, that? If I was auditioning you're for You're a this, really good actor. If I, <laughs> if I was auditioning for you, would mm. I get that part? I might Listen, say. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, wait, oh, you just shot me. Oh, oh, yeah. Hopefully one of my bullets got you. What do you think? I say thank you so much and then next. Next? Thank you for your time. Next? That's it? That's all you No, get. No job? I just said thank you for your I time. I mean, I'm a struggling... Actor. Aren't we all? <laughs> a struggling actor. I need. You're I need struggling. A, I, need... <laughs> I wouldn't call you an actor, but Come you're struggling. On. Give me the role of the bad guy. I'm going to keep moving on down the line. More Boston Blackie <laughs> coming your way. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. With so much political turmoil happening here and abroad, there's never been a more important time to stay informed and empowered. And National Review is the place to turn for thoughtful conservative options when it matters most. National Review covers the breaking news and cultural trends in our country with a simple goal, uncovering and publishing the truth. Where other media institutions are driven by partisanship and captive to their benefactors and advertisers' progressive agendas, National Review has remained an independent voice committed to defending American values and right reason. We love National Review here at Hollywood 360, and we think you will, too. So, if you're someone who's looking for conservative coverage 
Lisa is going to tell you how you can check it all out for yourself. That's right. Right now, you can save 60% on any National Review subscription when you go to nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. Enter code Hollywood on the checkout page for unlimited access to the best of National Review. That's right. National Review, one of our new sponsors. Check them out at nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. Enter promo code Hollywood on the checkout page. Hey, real quick, before we get back to Boston Blackie, you know, we're on a lot of radio stations, hundreds of radio stations all across the country, and we know that not all of our stations carry the full five-hour show. Most most do carry four or five hours, but if, uh, if you're in an area where your station doesn't carry the full five hours, you're missing part of the show. So for a very, very low cost, it ends up being about, the cost of a cup of coffee a week, about a dollar fifty a week. We bill you five ninety nine a month, but you know what you get for five ninety nine a month? You get the full five hour Hollywood three sixty show sent to you each and every Monday. We also tack on another forty five minute show called Radio Rarities. Lisa and I take uh, a very rare radio program. Carl Shadow writes it for us. And we give you all this incredible background information about that radio show and then play it. Right. Carl doesn't write the radio show, but he writes the background information <laughs> around the radio show. Yeah. It sounded a little bit like he wrote the radio shows. Yeah. But but he really delves deep into the history of the radio show, and we really give you a, a full-bodied uh, explanation of what's going on around that. And, and you really appreciate the show that much more um, going into with all that information. So it's really a very different show than Hollywood 360. It is. You know, and I was looking this week, this Monday, coming out along with... Uh, so if you're a subscriber... You will get the full show that we're doing this weekend, and then you're going to get a Radio Rarities podcast that has an episode of Lights Out on it called Murder Castle. And that episode is uh, based on America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes. So we not only play that show, but we talk all about Lights Out, all about the show and its background and how it became and who created Lights Out and Arch Obler, Willis Cooper, who created it, where it began in Chicago, how it went off the air, who the sponsors were, all kinds of really cool information. So we put a lot of effort, a ton of effort, and Mike does a tremendous job producing it. Carl writes it. And that is tacked on to the Hollywood 360 show. So subscribe. It's very easy. We only bill you once a month, $5.99, and you get this every week sent to you. You can go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, and sign up. Or you can call us. If you want to call us tonight, either Lisa or I will call you back and take your information and sign you up for the podcast. The number to call, 815 815- Nine hundred seven five three five. That's eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. Okay, we're listening to Boston Blackie broadcast from October first, nineteen forty six. Here's the conclusion. Hi, Blackie. Hello, Mary. You know, I've been waiting in this office for you for one hour. Well, I got here as quickly as I could, but I wasn't worried. I knew Matthews would be safe as long as you were here. Well, I'm here, but Mr. Matthews isn't. What? I hope I won't have to tell you a dozen times. Mr. Matthews went out with Mr. Waltham. But didn't Kingston phone here until... Excuse me. Kingston Enterprises, good afternoon. Well, this is Mr. Kingston. Let me speak to Mr. Waltham again, will you? Mr. Waltham's out, Mr. Kingston. Oh, I see. 
Oh, did he leave with Mr. Matthews and a Boston Blackie? Boston Blackie? No, sir, I don't even know him. I'm Boston Blackie. If that's Kingston, I'd like to talk to him. Oh, Mr. Kingston, Blackie wants to talk to you. Oh, by all means. Here you are, Blackie. Thanks. Hello, Charlie. Uh, Blackie, what's the matter down there? Where's Waltham and Matthews? Well, that's just what I want to ask you. Didn't you phone Waltham and tell him to keep Matthews here? Yes, the minute I was through talking to you. Oh, what is he? He isn't here now. What happened to you? And I hate to think what's going to... Well, wait a minute, Blackie. Here's Waltham now. Good. Matthews with him? Uh, no. Uh, in good heavens, Blackie, Waltham's wounded. Badly? Uh, just a minute. Waltham, what happened to you? Here, here. I sit down here. I've been shot. I went with Matthews. I got shot. Well, Charlie. Uh, look, sit down. Uh, yes, Charlie. Blackie. Yes. Uh, if Waltham can talk, put him on the phone, will you? Uh, all right. Uh, just a minute. Uh, can you talk, Waltham? Yes, I think so. Good. Here, I'll hold the phone for you. It's Boston Blackie. He wants to talk to you. Waltham, can you hear me? Yes, Blackie. Where's Matthews? Dead, I guess. I don't know. It happened too fast. Who shot you? I don't know. I couldn't see. It was too dark down there. Down where? In Matthews' house. We went there to get the chart showing where the gold ship was located. We were in the house when the lights went out. There, there were shots from the darkness. Matthews fell. I was hit, but I got away. Where's Matthews' house? On Wharf Street. Okay, I'll go down there and see what happened. Matthews still has the chart? Yes. Yes, he has. Well, maybe I can find it. Maybe I can find him. One thing, I promise you, I'll find something. Well, I can say one thing for Wharf Street, Mary. It's not pretty, but the sea here is wonderful. Smells fishy to me. <laughs> so does this little situation we're in. Hmm. Well, the man at the fruit stand said this is Matthew's house, 219. Hmm. I don't see any signs of excitement. Maybe Mr. Waltham dreamed up his story about being shot. If he did, he dreamed up a bullet hole, too, Mary. And that's awfully realistic dreaming. Hmm. Let's go in and see if we can find anything. All right. Hmm. The lights are on inside. Let's have a look around. Okay. Research downstairs. There's nothing here. What's with you? Hey, Mary, that's Faraday. Hey, who is that? Keep looking, Rollins. I'll go out and see who it is. Blackie. You. Yes, Inspector. Me. And me, too. Uh, don't remind me. Blackie's bad enough. Bad enough, Faraday. You mean good enough, don't you? Good enough for what? To tell you what happened here. A guy named Larry Matthews was killed. That's what happened here. We found his body inside. I suppose you know who killed him. Sorry to disappoint you, Faraday, but yes, I do know who killed Matthews. It was his ex-partner, Bill Bronson, the diver. Oh, hum. Want to hear more? Keep talking. You don't know how stupid you sound. Listen, Bill Bronson's sister came to see you today, didn't she? Yes. And you told her to come to see me, didn't you? Yes, but she wouldn't do it. Well, she changed her mind. Uh, women do that, you know. So? So, Blackie, you think Bill Bronson killed Matthews, huh? I know he did. How do you like that? Well, an hour before Matthews was killed down here, a cop arrested Bill Bronson uptown. And he's been in jail since. How do you like that? And now back to Boston Blackie. When Bill Bronson, diver, found a sunken ship with its long-lost cargo of gold, his partner, Larry Matthews, cut his air hose and lines and left him for dead. But Bronson miraculously lived and swore vengeance on Matthews. The diver's sister, knowing of her brother's plan, came to Blackie for help. But before Blackie could get to Matthews, someone else got to him with a gun. And it wasn't Bronson, because Bronson was in jail. 
As we return to our story, Henry Waltham, who was with Matthews when he was shot, is having a bullet wound dressed by a doctor. Still hurt, son? Yes. Yes, it does, Doctor. You're lucky you're still alive. That bullet just missed puncturing your lung. Yeah? Yep. You'll have to take it easy for a while. Yeah. That dressing will do for now. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Doctor. Well, let's see how you respond to treatment before you thank me. Uh, here we are. Uh, what's your name, son? You... You have to know that? Yep. Okay. It's Waltham. Henry Waltham. Henry Waltham. Mm-hmm. And how did you get that bullet in you? I told you when I came in. It was an accident. I know. Now suppose you tell me the truth. Look, what's it to you how I got shot? You're a doctor, not a policeman. I know, but I have to report this to the police. What? You've got to report it. Oh, no. But it's the law. I'd lose my right to practice if I didn't... Well, you're going to lose a patient if you do. Lie down, son. You're still too weak to I'm get... not too weak to get out of here. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. Here's something. Instead oh. of your feet. Come back here, you. Come back. Oh, no. Operator, get me the police. Wonder when that diver's going to signal us, Blackie. He's been down there long enough to have found $10 million in gold. Well, I wish he'd find Waltham while he's at it, Charlie. Blackie, do you think Mr. Waltham killed Mr. Matthews? I don't know, Mary. Oh, Mr. Kingston! Mr. Kingston! Yes, Captain Arnold. The diver's found something down there, Mr. Kingston. Let's talk to you. Well, thank you, Captain Arnold. Uh, a couple of extra earphones, Blackie. You and Mary might like to listen in. Thanks, Charlie. Oh, I'd love to. Just wait till I get mine on. Uh, okay, then. This will be a great moment if he's found that gold. Uh, uh, hello down there. This is Charlie Kingston. Sorry, Mr. Kingston. No luck here either. But Captain Arnold said you'd found something. Yes, but not a ship full of gold. Just the end of the sandbar. The drop-off so deep. My light won't hit the bottom of it. Well, I guess we're in the wrong place again. I'm afraid we are, Mr. Kingston. I wish you'd had a better look at that chart. I can't make many more dives today. I realize that. Well, come up and try just once more, will you? Sure. Once more. Oh, uh, Captain Arnold. Yes, Mr. Kingston. Uh, have your men bring the diver up. We still haven't found the right place. Yes, sir. All right, men. Let's bring the diver topside. If the only thing's down there worth bringing up. Come I'm afraid on. you'll have to wait until you get that chart and find your gold, Charlie. But I may never get in, Blackie. Remember, I only had a quick look at the chart. Oh, look, they're cranking the thing that brings the diver up. I'm going over there and watching some out water. Well, don't try to help anyone, Mary, or they may have to pull you out of the water, too. Okay, I'll be careful. <laughs> I think we'll try looking for the gold over there a few hundred yards. You're just wasting your time looking for it without that chart, Charlie. And I'm wasting my time out here, too. I ought to be looking for Waltham. You think he killed Matthews, do you? Well, I'm not sure. And I'd hate to think that Waltham killed Matthews. You know, he said a third person entered the room just as the shooting started. I don't believe that story completely. That's why I want to find All Waltham. All right, men. The time is frozen to service. Come aboard. Come on, you better step aside, lady. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. You better come over here by us, Mary. Oh. I wanted to watch him take the diver's helmet off. Yeah, he's going to go down again in another spot, Mary. Maybe you can watch then. Well, you can see him from right here now, Mary. Well, it isn't as good as being close, but... Oh, look, look. He's up on deck now. 
He looks like the man from Mars, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Whew. All right, men. Stop the pumps. We've got helmet Well, Mary, you saw them take the helmet off. Blackie, he... look. Look, there's an awfully big launch, and it's heading right toward us. Good night. The fool doesn't see us. Hey. Our star engine's in time to get out of his hey. way. Captain Arnold! Captain Arnold! Hey. I see him, Mr. Kingston! He's gonna crash into us! Oh, Hold on to me, Mary. Back! Follow with him! Tug, grab that gun and get to the bridge! What do we do? Get everybody! It's the last time to swerve off! Yes, but he's not right here. Come here, Mary. Stay close to me. All right, I will! <laughs> Is, is, is everybody all right? Well, I'm all wet. I think I'm all right. You all, all right, Blackie? Yes, I'm okay, but, but look, we're five or six miles from shore. I, uh, I don't like this. See if anybody can grab a, a plank or something from the boat. Good idea. All your men all right, Arnold? Yes. Yes, Mr. Kingston. And here comes the launch. It looks like a police boat, too. See, it is a boat. Hello there. Hello. Save your breath, Charlie. They see us. They're swinging around to pick us up. Here come the lifelines. They're ready to grab them. Okay. Patch it. Here, Mary. You take this one. Oh, thanks. Well, look who's playing porpoise. If it isn't Boston Blackie. Faraday. Hold <laughs> him in, boys. All but that good-looking one there. He looks undersized to me. Haul me up, Faraday, or I'll haul you in here with me. What? When you know I can't swim? <laughs> That's why I'd like to have you in here. Uh, here, Blackie. I'm aboard now. Uh, take this rope of mine. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, are you ready? Ready. Come on. Uh, up you go. Come on. Uh, uh, there you are. Oh. There. Oh, wow. Thanks, Charlie. You all right, Mary? Oh, sure. Just dripping a little, that's all. Well, there's some blankets in the cabin there, Miss Wesley. Better get into one right away. All right, I guess I better, thanks. I don't know what brought you out here, Faraday, but I'm glad something did. When I came out here just in time to see that guy Waltham ram your boat. Well, how did you... Did you know it was Waltham, Faraday? Well, because a doctor reported treating his wound and told how Waltham slugged him and skipped out. Then the next report I got on Waltham was that he was seen getting into a powerboat in the harbor. Oh, Inspector Faraday. Yeah, Rollins, what is it? Just got a radio message from shore, Inspector. Yeah? So what? So we don't have to look for Waltham anymore. He walked into the 18th Precinct Station and gave himself up. <laughs> so you think Waltham rammed us to be Inspector? Uh, okay, okay, I was wrong. I suppose you know who rammed you. I have a rough idea, and I think if I see Bill Bronson, I can smooth it out. Bill Bronson? What could he have to do with this? He's still in jail. Good. Let's go down and see him before he's released. Uh, what makes you think he's going to be released? You're going to release him. He still doesn't know that his ex-partner Matthews is dead. And, uh, Faraday, before you let him out of jail, I'm going to let you... some bad news for you, Bronson. I'm in jail, Blanky, and you say you have some bad news for me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but this isn't, Bronson. Hey, Faraday, you and Blanky got awful long faces. What's the matter? Your sister's dead, Bronson. Huh? Sarah's dead? Yes. Killed by the man who tried to kill you. Wait, that dirty Matthews out. Wait, wait a minute. 
That won't do any good, Bronson. All we want you to do is give us all the information you can. We found your sister's bodies in Matthew's house. Do you know any reason why she would be down there? Yeah. Yeah, I know a reason, Blanky. I guess I'm it. What do you mean, you're it? Well, what am I in jail for? Because I said I was going out to kill Matthews for trying to kill me. Right. I guess this went down there to kill him just to keep me from doing it. Only Matthews shot first. Yeah, the lowdown... And that's enough enough of that, Bronson. Now, look. Your sister's dead just because you wanted to take the law into your own hands. Now, if you've learned your lesson, I'll let you go free. Yeah, I've learned my lesson, Inspector. All right. Go home and be a good boy. Because I don't want to have to teach it to you again. What's the idea? Bill, they let you out. Sarah, they told me you were dead. What? Yeah. Said Matthews killed you. I told him you went down there to kill him for me. You idiot, you stupid... Now look, you don't have to get sore. I had no way of knowing that I you... didn't have to get sore. I ought to kill you for what you've done to me. What have I done? What have you done? Because of you, you stupid fool, the police are going to be after me for murder. And why did I kill Matthews for you? You did not. It was your idea to kill him for the money and the charge. All right, it was my idea. And it was also my idea not to get caught. But you aren't caught yet, and I was tricked into saying that... Saying enough to send me to the electric chair. And everything was perfect, absolutely perfect, till you had opened your stupid mouth. Now, look, don't blame me all for this. Your plan wasn't perfect. Oh, wasn't it? Who'd ever guess I killed Matthews? Didn't I go to Blackie and warn him that you were going to kill Matthews? Didn't I go to the police and have them arrest you to keep Matthews alive? I know, I know all that. You know all that. Well, I know a lot more. After I took Matthews' chart, I risked my neck to keep Charlie Kingston from finding that gold. I rented a launch and rammed his boat. I did all that for us. And what did you do for me? Fall for a stupid trick. Now, look, I'll go back to the police and tell them I was lying about you wanting to kill Matthews. Why don't you tell us now, Branson? We're right here. Come on in, Blackie. Police. Stand where you are, Branson. Rollins. Go revive Miss Bronson. She's fainted. Yes, sir. Well, Faraday, happy now? Yeah, I'm happy, Blanky. I've got my killers. Sure you have. I made sure you would. Well, Inspector, you might as well take Bill Bronson downtown. He's so used to being underwater. Let's see if he's getting used to being under arrest. Uh, hello down there. Any luck, diver? I'm coming to the hull of the ship now, Mr. Kingston. I'll let you know in a minute. Good, good. Well, we'll know in a minute, Blackie, if Inspector Faraday got the right chart from Miss Bronson. Right. Waltham feeling okay, Charlie? Yes, fine. But he feels like a fool for losing his head and running out on that doctor. He, he doesn't know what made him do it. Oh, I suppose he was afraid the police wouldn't believe his story about how Matthews was shot. Hello there, Mr. Kingston. Oh, it's the diver. Uh, yes, diver? I found it, Mr. Kingston. There's plenty of it. Oh, you found the gold? You bet I have. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, Blackie, Mary, he, he found the gold. Wonderful. Well, it's fine, John. <laughs> well, aren't you excited? It's two million dollars in gold. I, I'm a rich man. You've been a rich man for years, Charlie. Just how rich can you get? After all, what difference does two million make to a man who already has 20 or 30? Do, do you know something, Blackie? What is it, Charlie? I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Boston Blackie. You know who's on the organ there? Henry Silverne. That's the name of the organist. 
and it was directed by a woman named Jean Harrison. She was a very popular, very successful female director of these golden age of radio shows. Uh, the Ziv Company used her on Boston Blackie, Cisco Kid, um, Favorite Story, a lot of the shows that they produced, and Boston Blackie was one of them. Um, Dick Kalmar, who was married to Dorothy Kilgallen. Um, a lot of our listeners know who Dorothy Kilgallen was. Remember her on What's My Line? And also, she was a very famous columnist. And the two were married for a long time, had uh, two or three children. They lived in New York in some big 16-room penthouse. Um, very successful. She was the real breadwinner in the family. Um, but he was Boston Blackie on radio. October 1st, 1946, uh, as heard on ABC. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. And we're going back to the 1980s with this song. I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee, as in Fibber. <laughs> Fibber. This is Raspberry Beret. And that's Prince. Written by Prince. From Prince and the Revolution's 1985 album, Around the World in a Day. The day before, and that's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her. She walked in through the outdoor, outdoor. She wore her raspberry beret. The kind you find in a second-hand store. Raspberry beret. Oh, I love this song. It's great. All right, thanks, Lisa. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next hour, it's Escape. Plus, we're going to play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. And in honor of Valentine's Day, it will be all romantic songs. Romantic favorite. songs. Got a little oh, romance gosh, in your brain Oh, Carl. I'm not going to get any of them right. It really, none of the questions have anything to do with the tenor of the song. The tenor? Boy. You've got quite the vocabulary, <laughs> I believe. Don't you, Lisa? Yeah, I guess so, Carl. See you soon. It's all relative. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.